Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. The winter season, which we find ourselves in, I think uh, the other day was the most snow I've ever seen since I've been in Kansas City. The most. It was? It was? Yeah, I thought I was in Ohio. (laughs) Southern Ohio, not up there where you're from. A lot of snow. And my wife will attest, for whatever reason, at wintertime, and it, it happens every winter, particularly if it's a real bad snow or something, uh, I have a, I go into another level of gratitude. I, I go into a whole nother level of thanksgiving to God every winter. And uh, my wife will say, she said, I can't even envision you as a little boy walking around in this kind of weather with holes in your shoes and socks on your hands. She said, I, she said it hurts me to even try to, inv- to think of you as a little boy in the first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, going home to a shack in this kind of weather and nobody's there. And then the thought of you as a little boy having to go out to the wood pile, cut some wood, split some wood a little bit so you can have a little kindling. Some of y'all know what kindling is. You think of those who, how many of you know what kindling is and you need to tell the rest of them? <laughs> so you can start a fire with a pot belly stove. And uh, you can only stay in that one room where the pot belly stove is because the whole house is frozen or the shack. She says, I can't, I can't envision. She says, I don't know how you survived. And I'm not talking about one day or one winter, but every winter. Feet wet. Cold outside. Snow on the ground. Three or four or five or six degrees below zero and walk to school. And then get there and discover that school is closed. Jesus. 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 And then folks have uh, uh, the the audacity to, 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 to express an attitude. For God blessing my life. And don't have a real clue. That's why it is so dangerous to put your mouth on anybody. Because you don't know their journey. You don't know what people have been through. But I rejoice today. Somebody help me rejoice. Because even when I didn't understand what was going on in my life, God was making me for this day. And even though you have gone through things that you didn't understand, God was making you for this day. Every test, every trial, every rejection, God was making you for this day. Sitting at the table, always the last one served. Feeling like the black sheep of the family. Go in your bedroom and cry a little bit and come back out and try to act strong. But what you didn't realize that God was making you for this day. 
every hard place. Y'all can help me today. Every difficult place, every rough place in your life, God was making you for this day. And I prophesy today for everybody who's been through a rough day, your day of deliverance has come. Glory to God. Weeping may endure for a night. God says it's hard. I know it's hard, but hard won't be there always. It's hard right now because I'm making you something that you could never be if life was always easy. I knew they were going to leave you before you ever knew that they had left. But I allowed them to leave because I was making you something. I was teaching you that you can't count on nobody but me. And if you got me, oh God, on your side. I was training you so that when you would go through hard places in life, yes, it would hurt, but it wouldn't hurt to the degree where you felt like throwing in the towel and quit. Oh, God, because I've seen this before. And we, the majority of us in this room, we are descendants of people. Preach, Negro, preach. We are descendants of people who should have died, who should have thrown in the towel and given up. But while they were picking cotton with a whip on their backs, they started singing to Jesus. They started singing songs about a better day. God, I may, I may not see it, but let my children see it. And if my children don't see it, let my children, children see it. If my children's children don't see it, let my children, children's children see it. And we are the recipients of that day. And God never delivers a people out of trouble not to bring them into a promised land. When you read your Bible, God never brings you out of a hard place, not taking you to a a better place. 400 years, they cried out to God. But God said, I made a promise. And if I make a promise, I'll make it good. Oh, God. And the descendants of slaves ought to rejoice because if God done it for one group of people, he has to do it for another. That's why the world is shaking because things are changing. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Why? Because what God has done for another people in captive when he set them free, he has to do it for the same people when he set them free. Mm -hmm. Money moves. Money moves. Somebody's not catching this. Money moves. I know money comes, but money moves. There's a shift that's happening. And it's making the whole world uncomfortable. Because we don't know what's happening. And we don't know what's coming next. But I'm here to tell you that God is in control. 
and he's heard the prayers of your foremothers and your forefathers. And if he answered the children of Israel in Egypt, he has to answer the children in Georgia and Alabama and Arkansas and Mississippi and South Carolina and Louisiana. Oh, be glory be to God. Glory be to God. Uh, please sit down. You're pushing me somewhere I don't want to go. Please, please, please have a seat. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy. They're standing up on each church. Y'all sit down. I didn't even have to ask y'all to stand this morning. Mm-hmm. But something is happening. Something is happening. Something is really happening in the spirit. So I'm going to minister this word for about three hours and 20 minutes. I want to continue where I left off Wednesday. I want to disconnect for a moment from uh, confidence. And I want, to, I want to deal with this thing called words. Because words give authority in the earth. Now, I, I gave uh, several nuggets, seven or eight nuggets uh, Wednesday. I don't, I don't want to do that today. But I, I do want to give... Uh, uh, well, go ahead. Just run through them real quick, and I won't do any amplification. Nugget number one, two, three, four. Just, just, and, and, and when they put it up, if you all will read, I believe it will bless you. It's so important. Listen to me. The Bible says, he that have a what? What, what about it? Now, now, well, this is not my message, not my teaching. But the reason the Bible says, he that have an ear let him hear is because you have two ears. You have an outer ear and you have an inner ear. And people run out of church, run out of the church excited because they heard something, but they only heard it with their outer ear. And so their excitement doesn't last long. They get all emotional over it. And they think something's going to happen because they heard something with their outer ear, but it never entered their inner ear. Are, are, you, are you all listening to me? Words are so powerful. I shared Wednesday, and I've shared it before in lessons gone by, that in my walk with God, not you, but for me, the hardest thing for me to ascertain or comprehend was the importance of words. And the reason I had such a difficult time with words is because I heard comments about words from people that I trusted, people that I loved, uh, people at church. And they would say things like sticks and stones may break your bone. It sounds like y'all come from my neighborhood. But names would never hurt you. And then they would say this, uh, what you don't know. And so we govern our lives on those statements. Majored on not knowing anything because it won't hurt you. As a matter of fact, I remember I was, uh, uh, you, you, you all know Coach Mozi Jamar. Jamar, y'all know him? Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, he stays on me about, you know, staying fit. You know, pops, you know, keep, keep yourself together. And, and so, uh, you know, I started, you know, I kind of, once he got me going, I kind of went on my own. You know how I teach you for a while and then you think you know more than me? And so, so I ran off from, from his instructions and started doing some things on my own. So I, I was pumping, you know, iron, running a little bit, and I was drinking, drinking a wheat germ. 
Is that what you call it? wheat germ? You, you know, it's a vitamin, a liquid. Man, I, I was, you know, supposed to really, you know, put you on go. And I noticed the more I would drink it, the tired I would get. You know, and in my mind, man, I'm, man, I'm eating right, man. I'm taking vitamin. I'm, I'm drinking this wheat germ. And I'm doing some other things with wheat. And come to realize, come to find out when I started studying that based upon my blood type, wheat germ was like putting sand in my engine, in my gas tank. So I was getting more and more sluggish. More and more tired. What in the devil? It was wheat germ. It wasn't the devil. It was me being ignorant. It wasn't the devil. It was me. It was me because of my lack of knowledge. We perish for for the lack of knowledge. God so constructed your body to live at least 100, 120 years. The, the reason you don't reach that apex is because of ignorance or just rebellion. You're eating things that you know are wrong, but you're in re- It's like smoking cigarettes. Come on, no, I don't want to you know, elaborate on that because I don't want anybody to get mad. You know, because everybody knows somebody who smokes. Because you can't smoke and folks don't know. You can put on all the high karate you want to put on, all the Avon after you spray in the air. People can smell you. you, you you, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if some of you would like for me, but I'm not hard on smokers like some of you would like for me to be. Because I'd rather hang around a smoker than a liar. Jeez, <laughs> oh, y'all see your faces. But on the package, it says... Uh, the Surgeon General, they have come to the conclusion medically that this product is hazardous to your health. It can cause cancer. Now, who would read that on the package and still smoke it? When they're telling you it may take a while, you may think you're getting over, you may think you can handle it, but eventually the cigarettes is going to take its toll. That's why my life was the way it was growing up as a little boy. My daddy smoked cigarettes. Pale male. And when money was funny, bugler. That's where I was getting my first lessons. I got trained. All right. I'm bugler. Here you go, daddy. But eventually, his health got so bad, he couldn't walk from here to that pew. And because of that, my life was the way it was. Couldn't hold a job. Health was shot. Are you all with me? Perish out of ignorance. Is is this blessing anybody? Now, I want you to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. I know about the the eight nuggets, but I I may mention the ones that I need. Our time is getting away from us. Look at Luke 17. Words give authority in the earth. Oh, Jesus. Today, somebody's marriage is going to get healed. Somebody's marriage is going to get healed. Because they're going to discover today that their enemy is not their wife. Their enemy is not the husband. The enemy is what they've been saying. That's why I don't hang around negative talking people. I, I don't, I don't, I don't 
hang around. I only have a few people I hang around. One is because you can't hang around a lot of people and do a great thing. I've never seen anybody accomplish a great thing hanging around a lot of people. Because people take time. I've, I've, never, I've never been around people who were doing a great thing who talked about other people. Because people who are doing a great thing don't have time to talk about anything negative. You ever notice that? You ever notice people who are really doing something never talk about other people? Because they don't have time. Y'all getting quiet on me. Look at Luke 17. Luke 17. Look at verse number 6. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, come on, you can, you can say to this mulberry tree, you can say to whatever's in your way, you can say to whatever obstacle that is trying to prevent you from going forward, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Words are powerful when they're released out of your mouth. Words, listen now, words carry or words releases a spiritual force. Ooh, Jesus. You notice this morning they were singing what? They were singing words and they were singing about uh, they hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head. Come on. And then he died. Stay with me now. But that's not how the story ends. For within three days, the man got up again. Now, not only did it create a atmosphere as we were singing it but notice those words started painting a picture so words create an image you remember Wednesday I talked about as a little boy I think I was about seven or eight years old Clifford and I we went down to this through this man's yard who, who, who always told us to stay out of his yard on, on River Pike but we but, but going through his yard was the shortcut to baby hole. Now, you all don't know what baby hole is, but baby hole was just a, a place where there was a, a, like a river, a creek. But, but there was a certain part of the creek that had a, 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 a large pool of water in it. And sometimes snakes and stuff would be in it. But we would go down there and swim. You know, just take off your clothes and, you know, skinny dip, we called it. And uh, on this particular day, I don't know why, maybe the man put the dog out on us. But Clifford and I, we were walking down through his yard, heading the baby hole, and the dog come running out. And uh, it's clear he's coming at Clifford and I. And uh, so we started running. And as we were running up toward the main street trying to get away from the dog, there was a, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a, like a wagon, you know, not, not like a, a car, but a, a bed with four wheels on it and some stuff on top of it. So we commenced to running around the wagon and the dog was chasing us. Well, just tell the truth, shame the devil. Clifford was faster than me. I didn't want to say it. So the first opportunity the dog is going to have is with your pastor. And we're running around. We're, we're screaming. We're just kids. He's hollering. I'm hollering. And we're running around. And, Get away, dog. Get away, dog. And finally, obviously, the dog gets close enough. Uh, yes, to satisfy his hunger. Now, now, notice I just said dog. And so you, in your mind, you're trying to picture the dog. So, so let me help you. Uh, one is 
Uh, it wasn't a poodle. I wouldn't have run. It wasn't a chihuahua. You know, I could have stood my ground. But it was a big dog. Big old ugly dog. What kind? I didn't check. Because he was after me. All I know was a big old ugly dog. Barking with his fangs out. Coming after us. And around the second turn. For some reason Clifford jumped up on the wagon. And I kept running. And he got me. On my left cheek. And I said, Ew! I hollered, cried. And for some reason, after he bit me, he ran off. They took me to the hospital for rabies shots or whatever. But, but notice I said a dog. And it didn't really give you a clear picture. What kind of dog? What kind of dog is Pastor running from? But then I said a big dog. Changed the image in your mind, didn't it? It was a big old black ugly dog. Change. You see how as I'm adding words, I'm doing what? I'm, I'm changing the image on the canvas of your imagination. Because words are a spiritual force. They're not only a spiritual force. Words create images. What kind of man is it, girl? He was tall. How tall? Man, he's about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Keep on. What did he look like? Uh, he's dark, you know, just, just smooth skin. <laughs> Keep on talking. What size is his shoes? <laughs> Keep on talking. Tall. <laughs> I got somebody over here. Tall. <laughs> See, notice as I'm adding words, I'm, I'm creating a m- more of an image. You're getting, you know now it wasn't a short man. Nothing wrong with a short man. Short men have money. Lord, you ought to see their faces. But notice, as I'm adding words, I'm changing the image. Are you all listening to me? Because words, you got to get this. Words create an image on the inside of you. What are you saying about yourself? Ooh, God. You don't ever have to be concerned about being attracted to a broke man if you don't have a broke image. (laughs) You don't attract what you want. You attract, you attract what image you have. Can't no man or woman treat you bad unless you have a bad image. You can't talk to me no just any old kind of way. Why? Because that's not how I think about myself. You better go and get your, your old girlfriend. Because it's clear the way you were talking to her is that you're trying to bring this mess over here on the east side. West side. Your image. Your image. Ooh, Jesus. Don't get mad now. How you live is a reflection of your image. And got quiet now. If you see something, if somebody tries to give you something that is bigger than the image that you have about yourself on the inside, you'll reject it or find a way to get it out of your life. Because you feel like that's too big for you. That's too good for you. The devil is alive. I 
remember one time a guy looked at my wife and I, he looked at me and he said, uh, he said, how did you get a woman like that? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, man? And I mean, that's what he said to me. I can say because he's gone on to be with the Lord. He didn't mean no harm. Uh, um, Dad Hartsfield. You know, you know, any of y'all know Dad Hartsfield, you know how he would talk about women. Yeah, all right. He saw my wife. He said, boy, how'd you get a pretty girl like that? <laughs> she didn't. What, what you talking about, Dad Hartsfield? <laughs> she, she's not Stevie Wonder. She can see. <laughs> now, wh- why did I feel a little ruffle in my gut when he said it? Because it was clear to me he and I don't have the same image about myself. Yeah, he should have gone to her. <laughs> I got another place to stay. Let me leave that alone. But what you say are the seeds that you're planting. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. What you say are the seeds that you're planting. You will always, I said this Wednesday, you will always gravitate to what you are saying. You will always gravitate to what you're saying. My name is Steve. Stevie is my real birth certificate name. Stevie Howe. Somebody say Stevie Howe. Say it again. Say it again. That's what my teachers would call me in the classroom when I was sitting on the far back row smelling like Joe Bacon. With girls' blouses on and holes in my shoes and holes in my pants. Boy, if I could have been born this day, I'd have been in style. I mean, that's why I don't wear pants, jeans with holes in them. I just don't do it because I don't do it. I've been there, done that. But the teacher would ignore me. And then every now and then she would say, and Stevie help this or Stevie help that. But what Mrs. King didn't know, and I can name every one of them, because you never forget elementary teachers who treated you bad. And you never forget elementary teachers who treated you good. Miss Burks, Miss Patton, that's it. And Mr. Goings. But she would call my name Stevie Howe. And what she didn't know while I was sitting back there in the back, because now all the teacher is teaching to and dealing with in the classroom is the kids whose parents came to PTA. Because now the teacher knows those are only kids that if she deal with them wrong, there'll be consequences. So I'm sitting in the back row, not paying attention. And she would call my name, asking me a question like I knew the answer. (laughs) She could see I wasn't paying attention. But she was really trying to put me on blast. She was really trying to make fun of me in front of the other kids. She would have done all right if she had not called my name. She tried to curse me. But before she would use words to try to curse me, she had to call my name. And Stevie means highest quality. And help means leader. Put it together. So every time they were calling my name, they were calling me the highest quality leader. They didn't know it, but they were calling me out of what I was in and speaking me into my purpose and my destiny. Just by speaking my name. God said, you'll no longer will be called Jacob, a sexter, a con man, a con artist. I'm going to change your name to Israel, the blessed one. 
New Jesus. Words are powerful. I can't stand Stevie Howe. I can't stand that highest quality leader. Come on now. Come on. Get a picture. Get a picture. Get a clue. I'm sitting in the classroom smelling like Joe Bacon. Hungry. Never having lunch. Never ate breakfast. Don't eat it today. And every now and then, my daddy would have some bologna that he would send me to Mr. Spickermeyer's church and get a quarter worth of bologna. And sometimes the bread was, was green and molded. You still eat it. I'd go to school with my little bag and I'm embarrassed because kids can be cruel. So I would put my hand in my bag, pinch off a little bit of bologna and, and bread and quickly put it in my mouth. If I had that to eat. Are you all listening to me? I'm trying to get you to see that words are powerful. And while they were making fun of me, but they were calling my name. Little girls who were saying, ooh, I don't want to be around him. Hey, he got a big old nose. Oh, Stevie, how I don't get, get away from me. But they were calling my name. They want to more than call my name today. Because while they thought they were being mean and evil toward me, they were calling me into my purpose and my destiny. Because words are powerful. You can't get a divorce until you start speaking the wrong words. Your business can't fail until you start speaking the wrong words. Your children cannot stay on the block unless you're speaking the wrong words. Words are powerful. Boy, these kids are driving me crazy. Seems like when I get out of one situation, I get in another one. I can't stand this job. I'm telling you, these kids are getting on my last nerve. This place is making me sick. And then you're surprised when you get sick. Words. Words. Seem like everybody's getting a breakthrough but me. Seem like everybody's finding a husband or a wife but me. I tell you, I don't believe I'm ever going to get married. This is what you're saying. I never should have married you. My mama told me don't do it. <laughs> Just listen to what you're saying. Listen to what you're saying. Boy, I tell you, it's cold outside. It's flu season. Uh, kids, go in there and get the jar of money. Let's get our money together. It's flu season. I know I'm going to get it. I get it every year. Every time about this, every, every year about this time, my ears start to ache. Are you all ready for this? It's going to rain. My knees are aching. It's the beginning of arthritis. And, and then you have the nerve to own it. Girl, I got a headache. Girl, I got high blood pressure. 
Man, I've got cancer. You're owning it. I don't have no. I got the blessing of God. Words are powerful. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Yes, sir. I said, yes, sir. Did we, re- we, re- we read verse number six in Luke chapter 17. Now, now, let's close with this. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. If, if I don't go to Mark eleven twenty-three, 23, you wouldn't believe I was around Dad Hagen at all. Who dedicated this place. Are you in Mark eleven twenty three? 23? Uh, let me get there. I was in Luke. Look at verse 23. Look what Jesus said. He says, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. But believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he he says. Now, now hold on now. Say this with me. Reading Reading. is not confessing. confessing. Reading It's not confessing. Reading is reading. Confessing is declaration. Declaring. Declaring what? What you read. It's declaring what God said. Are are we are we all together? Jesus, look at look at this verse 23. He says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this what? Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says will be done. He will have he will have what Jesus said. You will produce just what you planted. Jesus said you will produce what just what you planted. So if you plant corn. You don't go out at harvesting time expecting green beans. Are are, are we together? So when you speak words, you're planting. So if you're speaking negative words, when it comes harvest time, you can't expect good things to happen. You can only have good things if you're planting good things. And if you don't like your harvest, if you don't like where you are right now, all you have to do is change what you're planning. If you don't like your marriage, if it can be better, change what you're planning. If your kids are not acting right, change what you're planning. Jesus said you will have Exactly what you planned. So if you're planning negative words, why are you upset that you're experiencing negativity in life? How can you have a happy marriage saying the things that you say? I can't stand you. Well, I can't stand you either. I don't like you. I know I don't like you. I don't like your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your brother. How are you going to have a good marriage? How are you going to have a good marriage? I knew I should have married George. Y'all heard this, the story about Mary, right? Y'all heard the story about Mary? And that's no reflection on anybody here that's named Mary. But uh, this, one, this one guy got his eyes on Mary. Maybe I should change the name from Mary. But that's how the story was told to us in school from Dad Agin. 
this, this, uh, this girl named Mary, I mean, she was pretty. Man, she was pretty. And this one guy was after her. Matter of fact, two guys was after her. And I mean, they was after her strong. And then some years passed, and uh, this guy was, you know, doing some community work in the community. And he and some other guys, they went to, to the mental institution, you know, just to try to help out, see what they could do. And then there was, a, there was a guy on the second floor. He was just standing in the corner saying, Mary, 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 Mary. So the guy said, what? He said, he said I think I know that guy. What, what's he doing in here? He said, he said, why is he in here? He said, oh, uh, he's in here because Mary, Mary wouldn't marry him. She, she married somebody else. And it just, just, just made him. He just lost it. And so he said, oh, my goodness, it was such a sad story. So they go up to the fourth floor, and there was a guy in the corner bumping his head. Mary, 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 Mary. So the guy said, he said, well, he's in the same corner like this other guy saying the same thing. Well, he said, oh, that's the guy that married Mary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that fit, but <laughs> words are powerful. Now, anybody here named Mary, a middle name, last name, you know I'm not talking about you. So don't, don't be thin-skinned and get mad. Say, I went to church today and pastor was talking about me. <laughs> Glory to God. So Jesus said, you will produce just what you plan. Look at this in, in Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus gives us this visible illustration to show us what prayer can do. Jesus gives us this, this illustration in Mark eleven twenty three and 24. And then while you're reading, you can read verse 25 because it'll tell you how it'll work and what can null and void it. But Jesus gives us this illustration about the power of prayer. And listen to me. Prayer consists of words. Is this good? Let, let me close. Is my, is my time gone? Okay, let me close. Go to Genesis 1. We're not going to get there. But let, let, they, they've got to see this. Genesis chapter number 1. I haven't been ministering that long. Y'all must have been singing a long time. Look, look at Genesis. But it was all right. It was, it was good. It was God. It was right. Look at Genesis chapter number one. You, you got to see this. Genesis one. And I close. In the beginning. Please pay attention. In the beginning. When? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When did he do it? In the beginning. Look at verse 2. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3. Then God said, let there be light. And there, come on, talk to me. And there was light. Notice the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So, so water was there. Darkness was there. Ooh, God. And the Spirit of God was there. Come on, get this. Water was there. Come on. Darkness was there. And... The Spirit of God, it was there, but nothing happened. Water was there. Darkness was there. The Spirit of God was there, but nothing happened. Nothing happened. Look at verse 3. Come on, come on, read it. Verse 3. Then God let there 
and there was, but notice it, nothing happened until God said, and just like it is with God, nothing happened until he opened his mouth. Nothing will happen in your life until you stand up and open your mouth and declare the word of the Lord over your life. You can cry all you want and I'll throw you my hanky to help you wipe the tears away from your eyes. But tears in your eyes will not change your situation. Matter of fact, God said, I will wipe away every tear from your eye. But wiping my tears is not enough. I need my family to change. I need my money to change. I need my health to change. I need my situation to change. I need my husband to act right. I need my wife to act right. I need my children to act right. Nothing will change. Until you act like God. Water was there. Doctors was there. And the spirit of God was there but nothing happened until God said something stand to your feet I said stand to your feet say this with me I confess and decree in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world I am far from oppression and fear fear does not come near my house no weapon no weapon no weapon no weapon formed against me will be able to prosper i am a doer of god's word and i am blessed in my deeds i delight myself in the lord and he gives me the desires of my heart Somebody give him praise. The Lord, come on. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. I put off the old man. And by faith, I put on the new man. I can do all things. 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 things. Through Christ who strengtheneth me. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.